This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities, taking a look at the wheat markets for Thursday, February 29th. Well, the grain markets over the last few days have just continued to drift lower. Corns tried to make a stand, had a nice reversal up on Monday. We did get some minor follow-through, but it really hasn't amounted to a whole lot. Wheat has chopped around, and soybeans have continued to drift lower. First notice day is today, so we've had a lot of liquidation of the March contracts coming into today. That's added to some of that pressure. But in the bigger picture, the fundamentals just really have not changed, especially for wheat. The world is awash in wheat, apparently, and it's mostly coming from the Black Sea and Europe, where cash prices continue to erode. There's a lot of anxiety starting to come in the market about, obviously, we're not going to get much of a rally, but Black Sea farmers need to get some cash on hand so they can start the growing season here. Same thing with the European farmers. Here in the United States, it's not a much different story. Typically, February is a down month. We tend to get a rally in early February, coming off the momentum from a mid-January low. That did not happen this year at all. The world prices just kept inching lower as it became obvious that the Black Sea just simply wasn't going to uh, find any support in their markets. Russia missed out on some Egypt sales, and of course, that spells trouble because they are going to lower their prices to compete in that market. And then yet on top of that, the issues with the Red Sea and the transportation problems. Much of the Black Sea trade, if it's going to get to Asia, it's got to go through that region. It's a very high-risk region. Most shippers and insurers uh, won't touch it. So they're going to go around. They got to go through the Mediterranean Sea all the way around the south of Africa and back up. It's just a huge amount of time and expense to do that. And so it's pressuring the FOB offers coming out of Ukraine and Russia to compete with other much better positioned exporters like Australia, Argentina, even the United States. So and they're doing it. They need to move grain. They need the money, both Ukraine and Russia. And so, you know, we're seeing just this continual pressure on world prices. At some point, it's going to stop. I think with the, the growing season getting started, you know, that farmer selling will stop as they get busy in the field. I think that's going to create more of an updraft just from a, a vacuum of sales rather than a, a notable shift in the, the fundamentals. Now, we did get some crop condition ratings out uh, on over the weekend. For Texas, they're reporting increased growth of wheat. They've got 8% headed, which is actually down 2 from the average, and 46% is good to excellent, which is up 4 from last month. They've got corn plantings increasing as well. Pastures are greening up, and uh, most of the pastures are rated fair to poor. In Oklahoma... Winter wheat grazed is at 57%, which is about average for them. 70% uh, is rated good to excellent, which is up 7 from last month. Pasture conditions are 29% good to excellent, 20% poor to very poor. Topsoil conditions 79% adequate, which is up 38 points from a year ago. In Kansas, winter wheat is rated 57% good to excellent. Topsoil is 70% adequate to surplus. Now, we can't talk about the crop conditions without noting that 
in the Texas panhandle. They've got the second largest wildfire on record raging across the panhandle. And we got Oklahoma now showing some wildfires. So you got to wonder, certainly for me anyway, these are regions that had pretty good moisture throughout the winter. And yet we've got these out-of-control wildfires coming across. So that's a huge red flag to the market that maybe soil conditions aren't all that great. Of course, there's significant winds fanning those flames, and that's that's hard to stop. But uh, this is a serious situation down there. And, you know, we've got much above normal temperatures across the southern plains. And I'm sure that that's helping dry down the topsoil as well. In the northern plains, we've got a cold snap that has come through. Not a lot of snow cover there. I think the wheat that's most at risk from what I'm reading would be southeast Montana, South Dakota, and northern Nebraska. Uh, As you go further south, you know, the cold doesn't reach that far. But here, you know, you're at the end of February. Normally, you're not breaking dormancy in Kansas till about the middle of March. These warmer temperatures are going to push that along. And you get these late season cold snaps. Uh, It could set the crop up for some damage. That's not the case at this point, but it clearly is something to keep in mind that could really change the trajectory of the wheat space. So keep that in mind. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, this liquidation ahead of first notice day, quite often you put in lows right around these time windows, these these first notice days. And then the market, you know, again, gets that updraft, if, if nothing else, just a vacuum of selling. But we are headed into the growing season. And for wheat in particular, we don't have a lot of wiggle room there. Stocks are relatively tight. And yes, there are decent world supplies out there. But we're going to have a drop in European production this year. We have a drop in winter wheat acres here in the United States by a fair amount, especially in hard red winter wheat. So these are things to keep in mind that this next crop coming in is not going to be a bin buster, even by average standards. So you know, you throw any kind of weather issue at it for a major exporter, that changes the dynamics of the wheat fundamentals. So we just want to be ready for that. World FOB offers uh, from last week, mostly lower. We'll go through these fairly quickly. For wheat at the Gulf, soft red was up four at 249. Hard red was down nine at 260. Ukraine down four at 196. Russia down six at 214. Uh, Romania up three at 223, France up five at 225, Argentina up five at 235. For corn at at the Gulf, we're at 187, that was up two. PNW was down five at 205, Ukraine down four at 166, Argentina down three at 182, Brazil unchanged at 190. Soybeans at the Gulf down 15 at 440, Argentina unchanged at 410. Brazil was down 10 at 400 even. So soybeans can't catch a break either. Brazil's been pretty relentless on this downward slide of their FOB offers, and it's catching on here in the U.S. as well. Uh, There were reports of imports of soybeans from the Brazil to the U.S. East Coast. Uh, You know, obviously that's bearish, and I I think that's going to continue until we see the Brazilian FOB offers stabilize. In Russia... Uh, exports have been huge. They're just dumping it on the world. Sovicon is estimating that uh, exports for February probably will be around 3.8 million tons. Some are suggesting it could even uh, be above 4 million tons. 
So I think you're seeing a wave of selling again, you know, from the Black Sea guys trying to generate some money for this next operating year. And at some point that's going to stop because they've got to get farming. So I'm looking for, you know, end of Feb, early March to find that low in wheat. There's probably some more pressure to the downside in wheat. I think for corn, we've had a little bit of a bounce here. I would look for another test of the low in corn. But I don't see the markets being able to really fall apart a whole lot more than they already have, simply because you're headed into the heart of the growing season for Brazilian corn, second season corn, their most important crop of, of corn crop. We're headed in the growing season for wheat pretty quickly here. Soybeans, I think that crop's pretty much made in Brazil. It's not going to be a bin buster, but it's not going to be a disaster either. So that's probably the, the the one market that struggles to get any traction. And you're going to see a shift in acres from corn to soybeans here as well. So corn and wheat, I think, have the most potential for some surprises to the upside. Soybeans, yes, our demand base is growing. That should help support that market. But front and center to that market is just, you know, a, a, more confidence that the Brazilian crop is going to be okay and that the U.S. crop is going to be bigger than it was last year. So moving forward, I'm looking for these grains to probably have some sort of short-term bounce here just because first notice day is behind us. Uh, deliveries against Chicago and soybeans were the biggest. That should bring them current fairly quickly. We didn't have any deliveries against corn. Kansas City was pretty light. So I don't see a lot of pressure coming from the delivery process at this point moving forward. If you have any questions, feel free to call 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.